How do dreamers, thought leaders, paradigm shifters change the world? They have to ask themselves this one question. Am I willing to chase my dreams? If you want to know how to push the boundaries of your influence, impact the world, and live out your God-given dreams, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the Passion and Prestige podcast. I am your host, world changer, dream chaser, and all-around nice guy, Teron Nolan. Look, today, we're going to slow it down, and we're going to talk about cherishing. What is the first thing you can remember that you ever cherished? Huh? Let's talk about it. They just want to knock you off the top, but I ain't going to drop till I say so, till I say so, because I say so. I don't know if you were like me, but most people measure key moments in life by photos or millions of memories frozen on their phones. For me, I measure moments and memories in a completely different way. Don't get me wrong, I love the occasional photo or video of past memories. Not too big on the whole selfie thing, but, I mean, when my wife makes me take one, you know, I'll pose for a selfie. I measure important memories by shoes. I know, it's kind of different, but hear me out. Shoes have always been a magical thing for me. When I was young, depending on the type of shoes you put on your feet that day, that would determine which superhuman ability you possessed. If you laced up your brand new red and black Jordan ones, then you were blessed with the gift of flight. If you were lucky enough to have the white shell top Adidas, you know the ones with the black stripes? Well then, your limbs twisted and turned perfectly to the rhythm of any beat. And God forbid you owned a pair of Ken Griffey Juniors. You instantly became the fastest kid on earth. Shoes were powerful, but with great power comes great responsibility. And there was no greater responsibility bestowed upon a blossoming preteen than the task of taking care of his shoes. Come to think about it, shoes were the first thing I truly ever cherished. But growing up on the opposite side of lavish wealth did not allow me to indulge in the desire for the newest shoes. If Foot Locker were the hanging gardens in Babylon, then Payless was your grandma's dried up old rose bushes in the back of her house. And grandma's house is where me and my sister spent all of our time. If you were unlucky enough to shop at Payless, then you know just how quickly Payless shoes would disintegrate under your feet. Like cardboard floating in the ocean, the bottom of your shoes would quickly dissolve into a mush of rubber and nylon and, well, cardboard. God created our souls to be eternal, but he did not create the bottom of Payless shoes to be the same way. Nonetheless, Shoes became my calendar, a sort of tangible timeline through the years and stages of my life. 
Each grade, every mistake, and rite of passage were memorialized into 32 ounces of foam and fabric. You probably think I'm playing, huh? <laughs> Let me prove it to you. My first kiss. L.A. gear regulators. The shoes you pump. Remember those? My first fight. Nike Air Max 2, a.k.a. the Charles Barkley's 94. The first time I asked a girl out and the first time getting rejected. Adidas shell tops. The day I dedicated to following Jesus. K-Swiss classics, white on white. The first day of college and the last day of college. You know, those were some broke years and <laughs> shoes had to last a long time. Reebok question mid OG orange toe, AKA Iversons. Getting married. Shaquille O'Neal's, big boys, high top sneakers. Hey, don't laugh. Wedding rings are expensive. Losing my father and the birth of my son. Gray Nike SB Dunks. Starting this podcast. Vans Ultra Range Classics. And the list goes on and on and on. See, I told you, shoes are more than just shoes to me. They are markers in time. A list of my greatest hits. A collection of the memories that helped shape me into who I am today. So being asked to part with a pair of shoes was a huge problem. A flagrant request that was usually met with conflict. They say telling God what you will and won't do is the fastest way to make God break into laughter. Well, on February 4th, 2022, God and the whole heavens must have been rolling. That morning, I woke up with a heavy heart and decided to spend some quiet time alone with God. Now, in our neighborhood, we have this little hidden park we like to call Circle Park. Only those who live in the neighborhood know about it, which means it usually stays pretty empty and serves as a great refuge from the busyness of the outside world. Just as I suspected, the park was empty, secluded, and quiet. A peaceful island surrounded by asphalt and houses. Exactly what I needed. A place to be still and know that God is still God. It's amazing how tremendously difficult it is to sit in silence. It's almost as if our brains are allergic to the silence and react by turning the volume up on our thoughts. I once saw a documentary where these explorers crawled miles and miles into the earth just to find the quietest place on the planet. After spending 15 minutes in deafening quiet, they couldn't take it anymore. They said that the quiet was the loudest thing they had ever heard. As I sat on a park bench, under the morning sun's glow, surrounded by stillness and lost in a mix of prayer and thought, slowly and methodically tapping my black and white vans on the grass below, my silence was interrupted by the sound of a caster wheel scraping against the concrete. Along with the annoying rattling of a shopping cart in desperate need of some WD-40. Approaching me was a homeless man, tall and slim, and a spitting image of Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it was crazy. Kobe Bryant. 
For a brief moment, I almost asked him for his autograph. But then I remembered that, tragically, Kobe had died two years ago. My mind and heart were racing. If you have been a faithful listener, then you probably remember the story about why my initial reaction towards the homeless is always fear. I know, it's not the right response, and it's one that God is faithfully working with me on. As the man got closer, I noticed something interesting about his appearance. For whatever reason, this man was not wearing shoes. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know how long this man had been walking, scraping foot on ground, but the condition of his feet, it was safe to say that it was one too many steps. His feet had been rubbed raw and torn open by the harsh city terrain. He walked, more like dragged his feet underneath the weight of his slinky frame. There I was, sitting in classic ultra-range vans, arguably the most comfortable pair of shoes I have ever owned. And this man, without a home, without shoes, without dignity, was standing in front of me, alone, exhausted, and in pain. Now, if you know the character of God or have spent any time at VBS as a child, then you can probably guess what happened next. As the man regained a fraction of a fraction of the rest he needed to continue his journey, God, in his loving kindness, introduced the thought. Give this man your shoes. Remember earlier in this episode how I said that asking me to part with a pair of my beloved shoes would usually be met with conflict? That morning at Circle Park, God and I had a royal rumble. My heart knew what I should do, what was the right thing to do, but my mind did not want to do it. And thought of every possible reason, okay, every possible excuse why I should silence my heart and not do what I knew I should do. As the homeless man walked away, I couldn't believe what I had just done. Why did I do that? The man walked out of sight and out of my life forever. 32 ounces of foam and fabric. I chose 32 ounces of foam and fabric over a life. Over a man with bleeding feet. I sat there. I sat there and I cried and I cried and I cried. I am mature enough to know that God is not condemning me for my actions or lack thereof. In fact, even though I missed on an amazing opportunity to show that man the crazy love of Jesus Christ, God will graciously give me other opportunities. And you better believe that I will be ready to respond with crazy love and comforting compassion. I have never seen that man again. But to this day, I ride around town with a pair of shoes in my trunk, looking for the next opportunity to give away 32 ounces of foam 
and fabric. What are those things that you cherish the most? It could be anything. For me, it was 32 ounces of foam and fabric. It was shoes. But that morning taught me a valuable, valuable lesson. It taught me that I need to make sure that I am always putting people over my possessions. Look, possessions are nice. They make us feel good. But if they are overshadowing your ability to have compassion for another human being, that's a problem. Now, I'm not telling you you need to give it away. That's between you and God. But I'm just saying, think about what's really, really important in this world. God showed me that morning that a pair of ultra-range vans could never and will never be more important than helping someone in need. Now, I'm going to end this episode the way I end every single episode with these powerful, powerful words. Chase your dreams until the dreams you chase become a reality. Go change the world. And remember, your possessions should never take priority over people. So now that you're part of the Passion and Prestige tribe, I want to know what you think. I love hearing from my listeners. So if you wouldn't mind taking a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and tag us at Passion and Prestige on Instagram. And don't forget to go into your podcast app, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review and a five-star rating. This helps us reach way more people. Passion and Prestige Tribe, thank you so much. I will see you next week. And remember... Chase your dreams until the dreams you chased become reality. Go change the world. They just want to knock you off the top. But I ain't going to drop till I say so. Till I say so. Because I say.